0: Super not as funny without sound. Everybody sing it. Good. There we go. I like it. Celebrate good on. Awesome. I like the outfits. Okay, do any of you guys ever dance like that? At, And admit it. Do any of you have, like, leisure suits like that back at home in your closet? Anyway. Only on Thursday nights. nights. I like it. I like it. At rehearsal. So other than a famous song by Kool and the Gang, um, what is celebration? So uh, here's a definition. The act of marking one's pleasure at an event or occasion by engaging in enjoyable, typically social, activity. That sounds uh, about right. Celebration is something we do together. It's something that, I mean, I can think of the things in my life that I've celebrated. They're typically events. They're uh, occasions. The birth of a child. Um, watching the Cowboys win that third out of four Super Bowls. Uh, <laughs> hey, it, it was like three decades ago, so it's okay. Um, but, um, but I have a question for you. So why is c- celebration a spiritual discipline? Uh, When I was looking at that, that was the thing for me. Uh, Well, there's a few reasons. Number one, Dallas Willard tells us this. He says, it's one of the most important yet most overlooked disciplines of engagement. It's the completion of worship because it dwells on the greatness of God as shown in his goodness to us. So when we're celebrating and we're celebrating our lives, we're actually celebrating God and what he's doing in our lives. So it's actually part of our worship. And so that's a, you know, I mean, maybe you haven't thought of celebration that way. Sometimes we think we shouldn't be celebrating, but we should. We're made to celebrate. You know, at Jesus' birth, the Bible shows us how important um, celebration and joy are to God. Because literally, the world on a high note of jubilation and celebration, the angel said, I bring you good news of great joy. Uh, Amen. You know, we're about to celebrate Christmas, and it changed everything. The world has changed everything because of that. And during his time in ministry, Jesus continued to speak about joy and the importance of it in our lives. You see, joy is at the heart of God's plan for mankind. Jesus said, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. It's out of John 15, 11. I don't know about you, but I could use more joy. I could, I really could, Um, and not just, you know, like watching my sports team struggle, not that kind of joy, real joy in my life. If I'm honest with you, sometimes I trade joy for anxiety. I should be filled with joy, but instead I'm filled with stress. I'm looking at our bank account going, how come we didn't have so much in the college fund? What happened? Our kids grew up, the years went faster than 365 days, something didn't work out, or I'm rushing from one thing to another. I'm looking at my schedule, I'm like, oh man, I have like 15 hours worth of stuff to get done today, I only have eight hours to do it, how am I going to get it done? Do you ever feel like that? You're just rushing from thing to thing, and at the end of the day, none of it really even meant much? And we're robbing ourselves of joy, that we could be filled with joy, but instead we get filled with other stuff. So... I want my life to be more full of joy. And I know that God wants that for all of us. Because you know what else celebration and joy do? Celebration and joy give us strength. Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, Richard Foster, uh, he tells us this. He says um, that women endure the grueling pain of childbirth just because they know what the joy is going to bring when the baby comes in into the world, right? When newlyweds get married, the first... I mean, they think it's going to be... Sw- I thought it was going to be awesome until she didn't like the way I did the toothpaste roll. And, you know, I like to just squeeze it, and she liked to be real organized and roll it from the end. And there's all these bumps. There's all these things that we go through in life as uh, when you're first getting married, you're first learning how to cohabitate together, and it's really hard. But the reason you go through it is because... The other side of that is, I'm not going to have to grow old alone. I can have a life full of joy, and so I'm willing to endure some pain. And so the joy of God gives us strength. Dallas Willard tells us that in our lives, joy is, is strength, and its absence creates weakness. And this was interesting to me. And this is really the next. I'm not going to move back, so that's the next slide, so just chill on that. But here's what he said. Failure to attain a deeply satisfying life has the effect of making sinful actions seem good. Let me say it again. So failure to attain a deeply satisfying life always has the effect of making sinful actions seem good. And here is the strength of temptation, because normally our success in overcoming temptation, right? If you have temptation, we want to be overcomers. Our success is really directly related to how much joy we have in our lives if we're content if we have joy and we're filled with god's joy in our lives then it's much easier to overcome and resist temptation but to cut off the joys and pleasures associated with our bodily lives and social existence and to call them unspiritual so sometimes as christians we think oh yeah we're not supposed to be focusing on that we're you know supposed to be holy or you know we're the frozen chosen tro- whatever we want whatever we start thinking about that if we don't think about having joy and filling our lives with that, then actually we have the effect of weakening us in our effort to do what's right. Because we're empty, and then we have the chance to be filled with something other than what God wants for us. And lastly, like this slide says, joy is one of the fruits of the Spirit. So do you guys remember, we had this little song we practiced, but it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. And joy, outside of love, it's like got second billing. I mean, it's a big deal. If you actually do a word search and find out how many times the word joy is in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, it would really blow your mind. So think about children. To me, if I want to think about what personifies joy, it's children. It's not not you guys, no offense. It's children and how you can see a child light up. Have you ever just experienced that? You've seen a child just light up with joy, maybe seeing their dad. I actually still get it. My kids are 13, 15, and 17. And I still, when I come home, I mean, I'm just so grateful and thankful for it. They still come running and hug me like they did when they were three, five, and seven. And when they're filled with joy, that fills me with joy as well. Now, do you guys remember back, what were you doing in 1996? Some of some of you can remember. So, in 1996, 21 years ago, at Christmas time, there's usually a big toy. So, back in the 80s, I remember I worked at Best Products. I don't know if you remember what that store was. It's like totally the little B and the bigger E, and the, you know it's really cheesy. So, I worked at my first job, and Teddy Ruxpin was like the big deal, and Cabbage Patch, and we literally had someone who went to the women's bathroom and hid all night locked the stall and set their feet up you know, above this so you couldn't see their feet, just to be there the next morning to get the te- to Teddy Erksman. Unbelievable. So, what people will do, but I know in 1996, I was like 16-year-old kid, like freaking out, because my job was to go in there and clean the bathroom, and there's a lady in there, you know, it's like 7.45 in the morning. So, in 1996, the big toy was Nintendo 64. Anybody play an N64? That was like a game-changer, I mean, now it's like we had one, and it's so embarrassing to think I thought that looked good because my kids are like so not into it. They're like, wow, Dad, my iPad looks better. But back then it was really awesome, and that was the toy, and you couldn't get them. People were hanging out, waiting for shipments to come in overnight, paying lots of money for them. Well, these two kids had a huge surprise. Now, this is a video from 1996 that I found. Check this out. (laughs) Yeah! Gosh, I had to shorten it because it went on for a long time. It cracked me up, though. I mean, can you imagine what it would have been like for those kids? They were, yeah, it's actually just an empty box. Their parents couldn't afford the actual thing. There was an Atari in there. Uh, Have you ever thought about God, that he is the ultimate person, or he is the ultimate giver of joy? He is full of joy. If you read the creation story, you can... You can just hear it, and how he made creation, and everything was good, and he took great joy in it, but can you imagine what it would have been like if God had the approach that sometimes we have when it comes to life and joy, right? We talked about just kind of going from thing to thing and whatever, so imagine this, so John Ortberg, uh, in a book he wrote, wrote this, he said, this is what Genesis might have sounded like if God was more like us. In the beginning, it was 9 o'clock, so God had to go to work. He filled out a requisition to separate light from darkness. He considered making stars to beautify the night and planets to fill the skies, but thought it sounded like too much work. And besides, God thought, that's not my job. So he decided to knock off early and call it a day, and he looked at what he had done, and he said, it'll have to do. (laughs) So on day two, God separated the waters from the dry land, and he made the dry land flat, plain, and functional so that, behold, the whole earth looked like Idaho. He thought about making mountains and valleys and glaciers and jungles and forests, but he decided it wouldn't be worth the effort. And he looked at what he had done that day, and he said, "Eh, it'll have to do. And God made a pigeon to fly in the air, and a carp to swim in the waters, and a cat to creep on dry land. And God thought about making millions of species of all sizes and shapes and colors. But he couldn't drum up the enthusiasm to do it. In fact, he wasn't that crazy about the cat either. (laughs) Well, besides, it was almost time for the late show. So God uh, looked at what he had done and said, it'll have to do. And at the end of the week, God was seriously burned out. So he breathed a big sigh of relief and said, thank me, it's Friday. (laughs) Aren't we glad God's approach to to life and to creation wasn't like what ours is sometimes? And remember, Jesus doesn't want us to just have any joy. When we talk about being filled with joy, it's not any old joy, it's his joy. He said, "I, I want you to have my joy, and that it would be complete in you. Hmm sure my notes are it okay but have you ever thought about people who don't have joy so take for a second and think about somebody who you know who's a christian who is not filled with joy hopefully you're not thinking of yourself you might be can you think of the person i mean i could think there's a lot of people i grew up in a southern baptist church where some of us were just meant to be miserable and we are hanging on till heaven but people would say that. Like, there's this lady in the church you say, Honey, I'm just hanging on till heaven. And I thought that's what you're supposed to do. I'm a kid. I don't know. I'm going to follow her lead. Well, that is not what God has in mind. Francis de Salis says this. There is a being in the universe who wants you to live in sorrow, but it isn't God. The evil one is pleased with sadness and melancholy because he himself is sad and melancholy. And he will be so for eternity hence he desires that everyone else be like himself so if we can see how important it is to not be like that and that we need to take time to celebrate how do we become more disciplined in practicing celebration well first let me tell you what it's not don't pretend to be joyful that doesn't work it doesn't work around your kids it doesn't work around your coworkers, I and mean, you could smell it. It's a fake. It's like super easy to spot. You'd be better off just kind of being miserable and working through your misery than trying to fake it. Um, here's what uh, Richard Foster says. To elicit genuine obedience, excuse me, to elicit genuine celebration, obedience must work itself into the fabric of our daily lives without... That, our celebrating, carries a hollow sound. For example, some people live in such a way that it's impossible to have any kind of happiness in their home, but then they go to church and sing songs and pray in the Spirit, hoping that God will somehow give them an infusion of joy to make it through the, next, through the day. They're looking for some kind of heavenly transfusion that will bypass the misery of their daily lives and give them joy. But God's desire is to transform the misery, not bypass it. I mean, God can do that. He can meet you right in your in your need and just give you a giant infusion of joy. But that's not the norm. The norm is for you to, in your misery or in your everyday commute, staring at taillights in front of you and a person cuts you off, and you're like, really? We're all going to go two miles an hour. Why right? do you have to cut me off? In that, to find joy. God meets you there. If you wait around for him to miraculously change someone else and that's going to give you joy or just miraculously through a song fill you that's just emotion that's not real joy and it's not going to be very lasting so some people that i know um not any of you because i don't know this of any of you but i'm from texas and one thing that's different about texas than virginia is there's like a million churches Anybody ever lived in Texas? So I grew up in a town that was two miles by two miles, and there were 32 churches. That's a lot of churches. And they all came from like three churches that kept splitting, right? Because they didn't like the color of carpet, so these six families went here. And then, I mean, and and the problem we had serving in Texas, I'm going to be really honest with you, the problem we had was you couldn't get people to commit to anything. They expected you to be the giver of the joy, right? They'd be like, man, those songs just filled me up, filled my tank today. I'm like... Golly, that's a small tank. If if that if if my songs are what filled your tank, but the problem was if I asked if I or any of the pastors asked them to commit to really commit their lives and and put the work in to grow, uh, check please, and they leave and they go to another church and they try to kind of let that church help them a little bit until, you know, somebody asks them to commit or really grow and, and face the things in their life, and then they go to another church, and they just keep bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing around, and they're never, ever going to find what God wants for them. So how can we be more disciplined? How can we grow in our joy? So I came up um, with this word, party. So one thing it, totally off topic a little bit, but if you t- if you switch uh, our senior pastor's name up, instead of Pastor Marty, it's Master Party, so just saying that, so next time you say, so what's up, Master Party, because um, he likes that, <laughs> test it, he loves that, so, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so, <laughs> he'd be like, all right, you serious, anyway, uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> wait, <laughs> What's that have to do with about anything? No, I'm, sorry, I'm just kidding. Sorry. What's that have to do with anything? Everything. Okay. Um, so, in my word party that I came up with, P is for people. Because if you want to celebrate, you need other people. I actually went, paid a lot of money to go to a football game and took my son there. And there was this guy by himself. And he was, he was rooting for the. He was, with us, or he was with us, but he had nobody to high five when anything happened. I was like, dude, you should have stayed home. That's a waste of money. Because he's just like, I finally—he was two rows, you know, behind below us, and we were like, dude, we're kind of pity five, you know, whatever. Because I mean, when you're celebrating, you want to be with somebody, don't you? Like, think of the things in your life that really were awesome. Oh, if you, if like, if I'm listening to a certain song, it's like I hate hearing it on the car, on the car radio without someone in the car with me. If we experienced it before, you know, if I want to say, oh man, that was a cool car. Oh, I'm driving by myself. Never mind. It doesn't feel the same. People matter. Anyway, so I want you to watch this video. This is pretty awesome. How when we celebrate together, it means more. So check this out. This is pretty, pretty amazing, actually. Watch this. <laughs> This is like, we're shorting this, but this this was five minutes, okay? I don't even know what the event was. The event must not have been very good because the only thing they actually captured was a kid doing the thing. So whatever was happening was like, not the point. The point is, here's people enjoying life, taking the lead of a toddler, right, and mimicking what he's doing. That's really, to me, a really good example of joy, but you need people to do it. Number two, the A stands for active. And when I say active, I don't mean active like watching the finals of Dancing with the Stars active. That's not very active. In fact, one of the things that you have to battle against if you want to have real joy, a joy robber is screens. Screen time, watching TV, that really, it can really be a big uh, struggle for you because you're not engaging other people you're staring at a TV, and now it's like up to maybe seven or eight hours a day that people are in some sort of screen. And I was reading that if you do the challenge, um, a Chicago newspaper said they offered, I think it was $1,000 a family to 120 families if they would unplug their TV for a month, and out of the 120 families, 97 said no thank you. For a thousand bucks, they didn't want to do it because they 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 just don't. They want to be staring at that screen. We're not engaging. So active. Go do something. Go play golf and enjoy God's creation. Spend some time laughing with your friends. Go to a great restaurant that you enjoy and get the meal and just take every bite in. Take the whole thing in. Soak it in. Enjoy life. But do something that's active. Number three, repeatable. Repeatable. So do something you can repeat over and over again. God loves to repeat things because every morning the sun comes up. He could he could have to do it that way, right? He could have just had the sun rise and it just stays there and we wouldn't know anything different. It's still as beautiful every single day, too. Like for me just watch the sun or watch the moon rise, it's still beautiful. Do something that's repeatable. Do something that creates some new traditions in in your in your life that you can find joy in. Maybe it's taking a drive on every Saturday that the weather's nice. Maybe it's some old stuff you used to do, maybe when you were a kid, and you can find someone to do it with now. But do something that's repeatable so you can get it on your calendar so you can make sure you're filling your life with some joy. T is for Thanksgiving. Make sure you're thanking God. So it's not just joy and you're, you're thinking about yourself. You're also in the context of God's the giver of the joy. So, if you're playing golf with your son or a friend, maybe on the way home, just take a moment and thank God for that opportunity that you had. Thank God for a conversation with a loved one. It might be the last one you had but that you ever have with that person, but take time to thank God for your life. You're the only one that has your life, and it is special. And God has more for you. He has hopes for you, and he wants your life to be, what does they say? He said, he wants your life to be full overflowing, not barely getting by, not being miserable. And last, make it for you. So what you do and how you celebrate is probably going to be different than what I do, right? It is. You may have some things that I would not like. I'd be like, why do you do that? But be careful that you don't think about what I think when you do it. I think that's the thing about being an adult that separates us from the kid. I would never do that. I'm kind of goofy, but I don't think I would actually do that because I'd be thinking, they're not going to do it. If I go up there and go, hey, they're going to go, loser. You know, they're not going to do that. And they only did it because a the kid, they thought it was cute. But if it's something that brings you joy, who cares what your neighbor thinks? If what brings you joy is putting some lawn chairs out in the middle of your neighborhood and watching cars drive by, hanging out and talking to your wife, do it. Make sure you're clothed, but do it. (laughs) Do whatever that you need to do that's going to help you celebrate this one life that you have. Now, I'm going to end with something. It's a video. Um, And The first time I saw this video, I actually thought of my wife, and I actually got her one. And and actually, it was the most hilarious thing, and we actually videoed her, too. It's pretty funny. You'll get it in a second. But I, I cried laughing. And then I went around to like almost everybody's office in the church and said, You have to watch this. This is three minutes out of your life, you have to watch it. It's a little dear. And some of you may be like, Yeah, I don't connect with this at all, and that's cool. You have problems, but um yes. just kidding, just kidding. But the thing about this lady, she's a believer, and you can actually hear you can hear it in what she's saying. You can hear it at the end. But she's got a, a heart that's full of joy for life. And look for those people in your life. Just like a week ago I asked you to think about somebody who maybe is kind of, you know, just miserable, you also probably know someone who's got a lot of joy. Man, look for excuses to hang out with them, right? Be around them. Let that joy rub off on you. It is contagious, and then God's gonna help you unleash some new joy, fill you with new joy, but I'm gonna end with this. I'm gonna pray real quick, and then we'll end with this. God, thank you so much for what you've done for us, We have so much to be thankful for and to celebrate because you love us. You loved us and we don't deserve it. And God, help us not to take ourselves so seriously that we don't just stop and thank you for our lives and to celebrate you and celebrate this amazing uh, gift of life that you've given us. Help us to uh, be bearers of joy and to demonstrate it and emulate it for those who don't know you. Help us to be different. I mean, we, sh- we have so much to be uh, celebrating because of Jesus and because of the hope we have in him. And thank you for this time just so we could share together this morning. Amen. I'm going to leave you with this.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm really excited to share with you something I got. Okay, I went to Kohl's today. I had to make a couple returns as ah, stuff didn't fit. Surprisingly, it was a little too big. Thank you. I know some of you may be thinking the opposite, shame. No, no, no shame. It's all love, it's all love. Okay, so here's what I found when I was at Kohl's and I'd like to say that I bought this for my son that would really, really want it. And let's be honest, he'll probably take it from me. However, this is mine. Like when it's said and done at the end of the day, this is mine that I bought and I'm gonna keep it for my own. You can see it kinda of has Star Wars. Oh, you're getting a little hint. Okay, so you wanna see what I got? It's so great, I can't wait to show you. Okay, um, this is part of my my birthday joy, still uh, rejoicing in my birthday, and so here's what I got. I'm gonna take it out of the box, and I can't wait to show you. Okay, I'm in a parking lot and people are literally looking at me like crazy. I don't even care. Okay, so here it is. Oh, hold on, hold on. It may be a little tight, it may be, tight on me. I got to undo it just a little bit. Hold on. Stay patient, people. I got to take off my glasses for it. (laughs) Oh, naturally. Okay, here we go. So, yes. Now watch when my mouth actually moves. (laughs) That's not me making that noise. It's the mask. Here, listen. worth every penny. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I kind of want to drive around like this. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to let Chewbacca talk here. Incredible day. It's a simple job.